Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Field by Weird podcast, the only podcast unofficially sponsored by Roy's Pizza. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with the extremely talented Ernie Reyes Jr. Ernie, how's it going today, man? It's going pretty good, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Right on. All right, so usually I like to kick these things off when I meet somebody for the first time with an icebreaker question. So okay, today's question if you could make water smell like anything, what would it smell like? Remember, you still have to shower in it. Water. Yeah. If you could give water a scent, what what scent would you give it? I'd give it the scent of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's a good answer. I think I'd pick lemon. Just kind of make things a little bit interesting, you know? There you go. Fair enough. All right. So, you know, with the field by weird idea, it's basically anything you're into, your hobbies, your interests, stuff like that, that make you who you are or, you know, what fuels your weird. So what are some of the things that you're into? I mean, honestly, my life really revolves around a few things, you know, um, my martial arts, martial arts training, my family, and then like whatever creative projects I'm working on. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, it's uh you know, time is of the essence, you know, I have a family, I've got kids. So that keeps me like super busy. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, and then my martial arts training keeps me super busy training myself, training other people, training with other people. And then uh, the rest of the time is just spent on like my, my artistic journey, you know, Oh, nice. the things that I'm uh, been working on for a while. Right on. And yeah, as a family man, myself with kids, yeah, I can definitely relate how, you know, that takes up a lot of your time. So it's definitely cool. Yeah, right. on. All right. So, um, you know, you mentioned your martial arts and your martial arts training. How old were you when you started in martial arts? And what was it that originally got you inspired to pursue martial arts in the first place? Yeah, my my uh, well, my father had a martial arts school before I was born. So I was really just born into it. Ah, okay. And um, so when I was younger, you know, I'd see everybody training. And I mean, we're talking about like super young, you know, maybe two or three years old. Yeah. Um, so I used to see my dad, you know, training as a competitor, training every day, going to the track, you know, doing the, everything that somebody, you know, has to do to be a competitive martial artist. And um, that's really where it all started was with my dad in terms of martial arts training. And then Bruce Lee was my hero growing up and still is. Uh, so I always kind of tried to model what I was doing in my life around, you know, Bruce Lee, as far as being a great martial artist, but then also, you know, with the idea or dream of, you know, making films and making movies and that kind of thing. He's the one who really kind of like, set both those things in place for my life uh, and is kind of why I'm here. And my dad was able to facilitate that by actually providing me with the lifestyle that I needed to have in order for that dream to become like a reality. That's awesome. It's really nice when you have supportive parents that are, you know, willing to help, you know, help you pursue whatever your dreams are. That's that makes it a lot easier. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that kind of transitions in my next question. You know, what was it exactly that got you um, inspired to get into acting? Yeah, like I said, you know, Bruce Lee, we used to, you know, uh, back in the back in the day when I when I was a kid, 
we would travel every weekend to a martial arts tournament somewhere across the country. And then my father had a demonstration team. So it was all his top uh, students and top competitors. So we would go to whatever the city is, Chicago, Atlanta, Florida, Texas, um, everywhere. And we would compete in these tournaments and then we would also be performing. So normally kind of the way a martial arts tournament or karate tournament used to work back in the day is you would compete during the daytime, all the divisions would compete. And then the people that would be fighting for grand championships would be fighting later on in the evening. And uh, during the evening, there was always kind of a nighttime show. And that's uh, where my father and, and myself and the West Coast demonstration team would perform. And so in those performances, we would do skits and, you know, those kinds of things. So it was really kind of like live performance, you know, where there was an audience like right there. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of, you know, us developing our fight scenes, sense of comedy with inside of the martial arts, all of that stuff. And then we, uh, before I got into Hollywood and before I moved to Los Angeles, uh, coming from San Jose, um, California, we were making 16 millimeter films with the film students from San Jose State and San Francisco and things like that. So we were already kind of in that creative space, you yeah. know, by the time that we were actually discovered by like executives in Hollywood, <clears throat> Motown, Disney, things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd already been performing and doing live shows for a handful of years so that's kind of like where it all started was you know in my dad's martial arts studio training developing and choreographing fight scenes going out into the tournament circuit all across the country competing and then performing you know um, our demonstrations and then one thing just eventually led to the next and and then we were in hollywood basically doing the same thing Right on. So you didn't really necessarily pursue Hollywood. Hollywood kind of just found you. Yeah, the lady who ended up becoming my manager when I was a kid saw uh, my father and myself and the demonstration team performing in Las Vegas. And um, so we did our performance and that that's how we met. And, uh, nice. you know, a handful of years later, she ended up representing me and, and it really got the was very instrumental because we were just from the Bay Area, like martial arts people had no idea about how actually Hollywood worked, nor had any contacts or anything like that. So she was really instrumental in getting us like up and going and starting my career, you know, in films and television. Gotcha. That's really cool. So speaking of that, you know, I'm, I'm a kid of the nineties. I'm almost 40. Um, so I, I, I'm a big fan of yours. Um, and out of all your movies, I think one of my favorites as a kid was definitely Secret of the Ooze, the second Ninja Turtle movie. And I mean, even as an adult, I'm still a big fan of that movie. Um, what was it like working on a Ninja Turtles movie? And if you had to pick of the four, which one's your favorite? Are there even four? I didn't even know there was four. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so in the first one, I was actually in the suit doing yeah. all arts for Donatello and it was in in between my junior and senior year of high school 
And, you know, up until that point, I had kind of just always worked as an actor. And this job in particular was going to be just doing stunts. And uh, Pat Johnson, who was the stunt coordinator on the Ninja Turtles, uh, had known me since I was a little kid competing in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the guys from Hong Kong ended up breaking his back in pre-production. Um, because it was the first in the first turtles, it was the first Golden Harvest was the production company. And it was the first time that they were using like Hong Kong stunt guys on an American production. And at that time, you know, the Hong Kong stunt guys, especially when it came to like martial arts and martial arts fight scenes, were considered kind of like a notch above what we were doing here in the States. And so one of the guys hurt his back and Pat called me up and said, Hey, we need somebody. Would you be interested in doing this? It's just a stunt thing, whatever. And at that point, you know, growing up as a kid in Hollywood and as an actor, you get used to the ebbs and flows of things because at one point you're like a little, little kid and then you get a little bit older. Now you're like a little bigger kid. Well, I was never a bigger kid, but <laughs> an older kid. And yeah. then, you know, you're a teenager and then you're a young man and then you're a man and then you're and you make all these transitions. So at that particular point, there had been like a couple of years where I happily wasn't working because I'd been working since I was a kid, you know, like constant. Yeah. So I was just enjoying being in high school, having fun and hanging out with my friends, always training, always doing my martial arts and all of that. But like really just being a, a, a young person. And um, but I was excited about the idea of, you know, being on my own on a production, you know, I grew up with my dad on set and all of that kind of stuff. So this was going to be kind of a, a different experience. And I had like the time of my life. It was like, you know, <laughs> it's it's cool to, to be part of something that lives on for decades after you do it. But yeah. you know, really it comes down to the experience that you had, like making the thing, you know, that's kind of really what it's all about when you're, yeah. when you're being creative is the process of making it, you know? And uh, it was just, an incredible moment in time you know and so the movie came out was this huge hit and then we were there the following summer in wilmington north carolina filming the sequel where i'm playing the the, the pizza guy and um it was a whole other experience now i'm out of the costume but it was you know i had slowly just kind of was taking a life of its own at that point i came in there as a stunt guy and then at the end of the production of the number one executive producer came up to me and said hey we're going to write you in something and I had no idea what that meant they sent over the script a few months later and I opened it up and I was like throughout the entire movie which was actually really shocking to me that I had such a huge role you know oh. in that in that second movie of course I was super stoked um and so it was a completely different experience but the whole Ninja Turtle thing for me the first and second one in terms of just the process of making it not so much just the huge success which is always super cool but just the actual process of being on set and and making something um you know those experiences were just golden moments of, of growing up that's cool and yeah i mean it's definitely you know lasted the ages i mean my youngest daughter just recently got introduced to the turtles so she's going watching everything turtles we've gone back through everything and we recently just rewatched secret of the ooze and she thought that was one of the coolest movies ever so it was is very cool 
yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, once in a while, I, I travel to some conventions and, and get to actually meet people face to face. And a lot of the people that grew up on these movies now have young kids and are basically hipping their, their kids to the stuff that they grew up on and loved. And so now it's like you can really see a whole new generation of people. And I met a couple of kids just this last weekend that were like, so excited about meeting me i'm like you yeah. weren't even a thought when these movies were made you know and here we are all these years later and they're super excited to to watch those original movies so it's it's really awesome to see how the the thing continues to live on yeah totally i mean if 12 year old me knew that i was gonna meet kino man yeah. I, <laughs> I wouldn't even believe it man it's crazy yeah. Right. On. Um, so if you had to pick a favorite turtle, would you probably say Donatello just because you have that connection from the first movie? That works. He's my yeah. favorite. He's my favorite yeah. too. You gotta rock, rock rock with the nerds for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you gotta love the smart people. <laughs> there you go. All right. So out of all the stuff you've been in, TV shows, movies, all of that stuff, can you pick a favorite and why is it your favorite? Uh, I, 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 w I wouldn't say that I could pick a favorite because they're all so different and they all happened at different time periods in my life. You know, I mean, the first movie I ever did, The Last Dragon, Motown, Barry Gordy was the one who really was the one who signed me. Um, and I was signed to Motown as an artist. And they after The Last Dragon, they created, you know, the television series Sidekicks for me and so I was a Motown artist, like from the very, very beginning. And so that working on that movie and obviously being a fan of Motown and the music and the culture and the time period that we made the movie, that was amazing. Vanity, you know, um, and then I went on to do Red Sonja and that was like a completely different thing, but it was amazing. I got to work with Richard Fleischer, which is a legendary director, you know, Arnold, uh, Brigitte training every day, lifting weights with Arnold Schwarzenegger, riding horses, doing fight <laughs> scenes, like, you know, hanging out with Conan. I mean, it's yeah. like for a kid who's into action and doing all those kind of stuff. It was like, and we were in Italy, Rome, the countryside. It was like an amazing experience. And it was like pre-real CGI. So all the sets were practical. The castles were like, I was running around. These things are huge, you know? So like that was a completely different thing when I was, you know, 12 years old. Yeah. Then you get into being a teenager. And so all of my experiences, as kind of cliche as it may sound, were amazing. You know, I, I wouldn't. And and then like fight scene wise, I'm probably, you know, the rundown uh, with The Rock is probably my favorite fight scene just because it was like the evolution of being a kid to that point. Yeah. Um, and um, so they all are my favorite in a way. Just really the, it's really a life in making martial arts movies. Everything that I've done pretty much other than a handful of smaller independent films like Pool Hall Junkies and things like that. I've always done martial arts in films and television. So it's really just my life in, in, in martial arts films and television. And it's all just something I'm super grateful to, to have experienced, continue to experience and will continue to to uh, pursue into the future that's awesome now if you could pick any franchise you know tv film whatever even you know book series or whatever 
what franchise would you pick and why would you pick that franchise? You mean to be, become part yeah. of it? Yeah, if you could be part of any franchise, which one would you pick and why? Um, it's a good question. I don't really know. You know, my focus, uh, my focus now more is on filmmaking. You know, I write okay. myself, I direct, um, I produce. So that's kind of like where my mindset is at now is not so much about being part of other great things that are already in existence, but really just, um, creating my own projects, okay. you know, um, that's kind of where, and that's been a long process. I've been dreaming about that for, since I was in high school, graduating high school, wondering whether I should go to NYU or USC film school or whatever. And that's right when Ninja Turtles happened. And then I was like, well, should I like go to school to make movies or get paid to make movies? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. so I decided to go make movies versus learn how to make movies. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this interview was cut short due to technical issues. My service provider says there was an area wide outage, but I'm still not convinced that the Shredder and the Foot Clan were involved in some way. But the show must go on. So, if you're wanting to keep up with everything Ernie Reyes Jr. is doing, make sure you follow him on his Facebook, his Instagram, and the social media network formerly known as Twitter. Just search him out by his name. And if you want to keep up to date on all sorts of geek news, reviews, and all that other fun stuff, make sure you check out our website at geek-network.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at geeksaz and Geek Network on Facebook. I am CD is weird on Instagram. The music for the show is by, done by Polygon Horizon. Check them out on Bandcamp. The logos for the show are done by my friends Chris Chandler and Mike Belcher. Make sure you check them out on social media. And if you like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends because word of mouth is our friend. And remember, kids, to embrace the things that feel your weird and always geek responsibly.